This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Despite what might come forward in the GOP tax plan, the expectation is that in the next few decades, nonprofits could see an unprecedented level of donations coming into their organizations. But the question that's being asked is, can those organizations take that funding and make the significant change in areas that is needed in many sectors of our country? A new book looks at what nonprofits need to be considering in order to do just that. The book is Engine of Impact, written by Bill Meehan, lecturer in strategic management at Stanford University and a director emeritus at McKinsey & Company, and also by Kim Starkey-Junker, who is president and CEO of King Philanthropies, and she is also a lecturer in management at Stanford University. Bill, Kim, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Seemingly, uh, are, are we looking at a situation where the nonprofits are not ready for this influx of cash, Bill? Well, uh, the book really is about all about that. Uh, I, w- I would think uh, we, w- that that some nonprofits are. Right. Uh, they're the ones, uh, not coincidentally, that follow our seven essentials of strategic leadership. Uh, but many are not. Uh, in the last chapter of the book, when we talk about scaling, uh, uh, we took some data from a survey that Kim led to 3,000 nonprofit leaders and uh, put them in a typical four-box matrix. And just by their own measures, about 30% of the nonprofits in the U.S., we put in scale jail, which is to say uh, not only should they not scale, they probably shouldn't even exist. Uh, We don't have time to go through all the other uh, denominations. But the whole theme of the book is uh, whenever this onslaught of philanthropy occurs, and it's going to be a large number uh, in any case as we baby boomers uh, see the great white light in the lessening distance, when it does occur, we outline a program so that nonprofits can earn the right to the increased philanthropy mm-hmm. that is not only going to be available but that's going to be needed to fuel the sector. Well, Kim, playing off of that, that research that Bill mentioned, what did you find there? We found a number of things that were very interesting. Uh, first, we found that more than 80% of organizations struggle in one of the seven core elements of strategic leadership. And uh, we also found that 11% of organizations actually excel at all of them. Uh, all seven of those elements. And in the matrix that Bill mentioned, uh, we put those 11% in uh, what we call the nonprofit promise land. And um, there were a few other things as well that were quite interesting. Um, one, we found that um, more than half of organization, of nonprofits out there struggle uh, with board governance Um, as well as fundraising and impact evaluation. And we wrote the book as a guidebook um, to help organizations to uh, strengthen their ability to execute on these core elements of strategic management. And um, we're actually quite optimistic about uh, organizations' ability to um, take some of this advice, apply it, and have significantly more impact 
Well, to, at the top, Bill, uh, on that list of, uh, of seven really components, important components, you talk about mission and strategy being the two at the top there. And, and a lot of people would say that if you're talking about a nonprofit, those are, those are the, the two most important that they really have to focus on. Well, we certainly agree. Uh, the, 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 the clear and focused mission, which is our first, is in fact very controversial in the sector. We think we're probably the, 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 the first major voices to just be uh, 100% clear that every nonprofit needs a clear and focused mission, and ideally that that clear and focused mission is embodied in their mission statement. Many observers over the years for nonprofits have simply concluded that since so many nonprofits' mission statements are vague or broad or nonspecific, filled with flowery inspirational language that doesn't explain what the nonprofit does, mm -hmm. uh, they basically give the whole sector in a pass and say that mission's uh, not all that important. Uh, we don't believe that. Nonprofits, by definition, are mission-focused and must start with a clear and focused mission. And, and what about the strategy end of it? Well, uh, once you have a mission... Uh, and, and, and recognize that for businesses, uh, whatever else is true uh, for publicly traded companies, we know that their mission is to maximize shareholder value. For nonprofits, they need a strategy which embodies a theory of change, which is a logic statement that shows how they are going to achieve their mission. And then their strategy explains that in more detail. And in the book, our chapter on strategy is the few strategic thoughts that matter. And our point is we don't need to overcomplicate this. Uh, several of the frameworks that you learn uh, in business uh, on strategy are very reflective uh, in the nonprofit sector. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We're talking with the authors of the book Engine of Impact, Bill Meehan and Kim Jonker. Your comments welcome. We're talking about philanthropy heading into the future and the uh, levels of wealth that could be involved in a lot of these organizations moving forward and some of the key ingredients that these organizations will need to th consider. 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, and we'll bring it up on the show in that manner, at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Let me talk to you about one of the other ones, impact evaluation, because it's something that we have talked on this show in roundabout ways about, is the fact that when you're talking about uh, these nonprofit organizations, seemingly there is more and more of a need to evaluate exactly the impact that, that these types of, of donations and criteria are really having. And seemingly a lot of it is not only just coming from the organization itself, but from the people that are making the donations as well. Absolutely. Uh, we use our books to uh, encourage organizations to do more impact evaluation. Um, there is increasingly uh, a lot of evaluation, but there's still quite a lot of opportunity for more. Uh, and, you know, from a donor's perspective, in an ideal world, it is better to choose organizations that are evaluating their impact and actually that have evidence that their intervention works. And, you know, sometimes in the sector, um, 
nonprofits will say, oh, well, our intervention, it's so qualitative in nature, it can't be measured, can't be reduced to mere numbers. And our perspective is that the process of translating qualitative things into quantitative ones can actually be quite useful, and the organization can learn something in the process. We give an example in the book of a Willow Creek Community Church, uh, which is an extreme example um, because it uses something as touchy-feely and amorphous as spiritual growth. Uh, and they used that, and they, they conducted a quantitative analysis that actually taught the organization something and caused them to, to alter their programmatic intervention as a result. Uh, uh, Kim mentioned, uh, Bill, earlier about uh, the board of directors and, and the impact and the role that they will play. And we have seen stories about more and more uh, leaders of companies deciding to uh, end that part of their career because they feel the need to want to work with a nonprofit organization. And seemingly they're bringing a lot to the table. And how does that shift kind of impact how board of directors really think about the way they operate these days? Well, first of all, I'll ask your listeners, uh, wherever they are, to raise their hand. If unless they're driving, uh, to uh, if they're on a nonprofit board, and then to drop their hand uh, if that nonprofit board is not very functional. And the reason I do that is my guess is about 75% of your audience wasn't a nonprofit board, and that the same percent dropped their hand. Nonprofits are like failed diets or federal government deficits. Uh, these are things that we sort of assume just are the way they are. And in our book, we explain very simple uh, methods that nonprofit boards can become more effective. You mentioned uh, former CEOs and others who joined boards. What's most interesting if you observe nonprofit boards is whether it's a business CEO or an attorney or a small business entrepreneur they very often seem to check their experience and wisdom at the door, whether it's uh, fear of offending the professionals in the room, be they musicians or social workers or physicians. Uh, our, uh, our, our advice to, uh, to any new board member, new CEOs included, would be to ask stupid questions and to ask them until they get the smart questions and demand answers to the smart questions that, until they get them. And that if after, I don't know, six months, they haven't been able to get answers to their thoughtful questions, then perhaps they should find another nonprofit to support. Uh, for some reason, many of us cut nonprofits uh, a, a wide swath uh, uh, when we're demanding of them basic information again, often about uh, what their intervention is specifically and what the evidence is logically and empirically that it's actually working. Uh, for us, that's, that, that's sort of a, a, a fundamental standard and something that every nonprofit board member has the right to, to understand. But there's also, Bill, the, the expectation that providing that information is going to be a, a, almost a, a necessity moving forward, correct? Well, we think so. Uh, you know, Kim and I have both been involved for over 20 years, and people have been saying that for most of that period of time. 
certainly since the introduction of GuideStar and uh, other information sources on the net. The issue is, if you look at the best market research available, which is not very good, uh, only at most 10% of donors and philanthropists say that they do any evaluation at all of a nonprofit when they make their donations. And so, uh, there's, I mean, every day now, now, philanthropy and nonprofits obviously is is a big news item now. Uh, you can't read any of the major national newspapers without seeing at least one or two columns a week. And they continue to cite, in particular, the new millennials as demanding more evaluation. We applaud that stance, and we hope that they actually continue to follow through. Uh, we, we call it donor power. If donors and philanthropists demand that nonprofits uh, give them strong evaluatory information, not only in of themselves, but compared to other similar interventions, then nonprofits over time are going to provide it just as if it was uh, the demand of a, of a stockholder. Kim, Kim, anything you'd like to add to that? Well said, Bill. is the number to give us a call. Uh, One of the other interesting pieces to this, Kim, moving forward is that we have uh, the expectation of all of that that funds, those funds that are going to be coming into play here. Uh, there have been obviously some well-publicized uh, comments by very wealthy people here in the United States about uh, things surrounding the Giving Pledge. And most recently, Bill Gates uh, announcing that $50 million pledge towards Alzheimer's research. These are, are some of the people that uh, obviously you know, millions of Americans will make donations on a variety of levels. But these are some of the people that will really make some of this, this large impact moving forward. Absolutely. And, you know, we are very encouraged um, by the Giving Pledge and uh, so many people that are stepping up. And, um, you know, at one point we suggested that, uh, you know, why 50% of wealth? Shouldn't it be 90? Um, But in any event, I also want to underscore that small and medium-sized donors, um, that is those that um, have hundred thousand dollars a year of income and make donations to nonprofits but those comprise a very large portion of charitable giving in this country and so um, you know everyone's donations make a difference and we can't rely only on um, the major philanthropists I think everyone um, you know has a role to play in the nonprofit sector in our civil society one of the other components you, you talk about in the book involves the people actually working within the organization, the, the talent, uh, and the roles that they have to play uh, moving forward to, to be able to make the impact necessary. Uh, well, we, we, we do two things, but probably most uh, distinctively, uh, we are uh, um, supporting uh, uh, what is in many ways a new organizational model called Team of Teams. Many of us uh, work uh, in, in, spend most of our time in teams, even project teams. Uh, this is an organizational model that's now being applied by the founder of the movement we call social entrepreneurship at his organization, Ashoka, where the new organization now no longer has simple lines, uh, black lines, dotted lines, uh, but uh, everyone is organized in teams of teams recognizing that in the postmodern organization, corporations, uh, professional firms, nonprofits, 
that people spend their time uh, working across the organization with outsiders uh, in a series of multiple teams. Uh, we think this is not only uh, going to be uh, the future organizational model for nonprofits, uh, but we think it's going to be for uh, for uh, companies as well. 844-942-7866 is the number if you'd like to join in. We're talking with the authors of the book, Engine of Impact, Bill Meehan and Kim Jonker. 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Kim, as, as Bill mentioned at the uh, at the outset of this, there are organizations that have already kind of started uh, this process, and they have that understanding to degree with uh, to begin with. And, and you, uh, in the book, uh, really highlight a couple of these organizations. Yes. So there are many, many wonderful, extraordinary organizations out there that literally take your breath away. They're just spectacular. Um, some of my personal favorites are uh, Pratham, uh, which works with children in India, uh, Landessa, um, Land Reform, uh, Positive Coaching Alliance, Last Mile Health. Uh, there are many, many that, have been, that are in the book. In fact, we have uh, case examples of 50 organizations, uh, all of which are um, tremendous. Uh, and, you know, it's a very uplifting journey to write a book about extraordinary nonprofits because there's people um, devoting their every day and their entire lives to um, creating impact through the nonprofit sector. But is there something that, that these a lot of these organizations saw and realized that that is kind of a common thread amongst them? Well, in addition to some of these core fundamentals like mission strategy and impact evaluation and excelling at those things, uh, we also have a chapter in the book called Insight and Courage. Uh, and that gets at some of the qualitative aspects of this work. And we're underscoring the importance, um, first, of an, some fundamental insight about um, how to solve a particular problem in society. And most of the extraordinary organizations started with some uh, particular distinctive insight. And then there's this notion of courage. Um, and, you know, so many of these nonprofit leaders exhibit courage every single day uh, in trying to do this work. And, you know, they're up against tremendous challenges, um, not just fundraising, but um, many, many challenges. And so, you know, I can't underscore enough the importance of insight and courage. So, Bill, with, with, with this kind of move going on here in the next few decades, what is it you think that, that the people who are the donors should really expect from these organizations moving forward? Well, the short word is impact. Uh, the, 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 you know, people should give to nonprofits largely that they uh, can demonstrate have impact. Uh, listen, we have no problem with what I call good citizen philanthropy. You know, you're, you're living in a city, you want to have a robust culture, your symphony, your opera, your art galleries, uh, you know, many of us, uh, uh, you know, uh, will give money to our, our universities. Uh, in fact, if you look uh, typically uh, when they measure the quality of universities, the U.S. has somewhere between 15 and 17 of the top 25, and that's frankly, for one reason, because of our philanthropic model. Uh, so they ought to look at impact for sure. 
And obviously, they want to look at, at other things just as you would look at a business, which is that they, that they run their business well, that the people who lead it are strong and, and devoted, uh, that you should look at the quality of the board. Uh, but, it, you know, the short answer is we're in what we call uh, the fourth area, uh, era of nonprofits in the U.S., uh, it's, it's the impact era. Uh, many uh, believe that we're sort of very far along. Um, you could define it at the earliest from uh, first Internet bubble mm. in the late 90s, uh, but it's really just begun, and it will happen because donors demand information about a nonprofit's impact. And that moving forward, uh, the donors can expect that, that these organizations want to be partners with these people, correct? A- absolutely. Uh, and, and, and donors are going to have to be uh, uh, probably more proactive and than either they and the nonprofit likes. Many nonprofits will say impact evaluation is too expensive than the, for them or, or what have you. Uh, and in the days of random control trials and many firms who will do impact evaluations, we think the assertion that evaluation is either not needed or too expensive or doesn't apply, uh, it just doesn't hold any water anymore. Great having you both with us today. Uh, thank you for your time, and we wish you all the best uh, with you, the book Paul. moving forward. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Kim. All the best. Uh, Bill Meehan, uh, lecturer in strategic management at Stanford University, is also uh, director emeritus at McKinsey & Company, and also uh, Kim Jonker, who is uh, president and CEO of King Philanthropies and a lecturer in management at Stanford University as well. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.